Embiid is a better offensive player than Robinson, and can the Spurs really mess up this season even worse? You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken Five San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your own basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be diving into a bold claim, a hot take, as you kids say that Joel Embiid right now is a better offensive player than Spurs great David Robinson. Scratch the head, shrug your shoulders. Yeah, that was actually said uh, on the Ringers uh, Bill Simmons podcast. Then we're going to look at the remaining set of games for the Spurs, not including the Dallas game. It was recorded before that game. But can the Spurs actually make this season even worse? Yeah, there's a shot that might happen. Who was up to me today? He is back, everybody. My friend at Ken's Five San Antonio on the TV side of things. He is Casey Vieira. Casey, welcome back, buddy. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me. Wish it was under better circumstances with that lead-in, saying could things get even worse. But yeah, you know. Well, we were talking about that before hit record, and then you and I had asked you that did, did Houston win? You're like, yeah, they won. And then I'm like, okay, well, there's that. And then be ahead of the game versus Dallas yesterday. Then Casey tells me, by the way, not only is Luca and Kyrie likely not going to play, Hardaway's not going to play either. So this team can really screw things up. But it goes. Uh, yeah, there's there's a, a chance of that. <laughs> See, now this is what I was worried much. about. This yeah, is what I remember. I much. every time I see a team coming back from a deficit versus San Antonio this season, I've been like, way to go, fill in the blank team. Yes, keep on doing that. Chop away, chop away. Don't give them any uh-huh. hope. So, but we'll dive into that and a lot more. Make sure to follow Casey on Twitter, at Casey underscore Vieira. And let's dive into it. So let's get rid of some of this barber talk shop, barbershop talk first out of the way quick. So, you know, there's, there's different eras in the NBA. There's different uh, times, different positions, different styles of players that you have on the court. Well, Bill Simmons on his podcast, Bill Simmons Show on The Ringer, uh, was talking about the MVP race, Casey. And he was throwing his, his, his uh, pick for Joel Embiid, explaining why, this and that, his game and everything. But when talking about Joel Embiid's offensive side of things, Simmons said that as of right now, Embiid is a better offensive player than Patrick Ewing, your guy out of New York, Knicks legend. Then he came out of a San Antonio Spurs legend and said, by the way, he's even better right now offensively than the Admiral David Robinson. I'm scratching my head, Casey. I don't see it. And I beg to differ with Mr. Simmons. Your thoughts? Why are you scratching your head? He's not a better offensive player than Robinson. I I don't think the gap is far. I don't think it's as egregious as you make it sound. I I, I think it's I think it's a borderline egregious. But I'll let you I'll let you speak. Go ahead. Come on. 
you know, you're starting to sound like one of these old older dudes. You, you know, uh, you know I, try to, I try I try to downplay the fact that you have a few years. You tend to go back to it. I try to downplay it, but it's all right. It's all right to acknowledge the present. I'll just say that. It's it's okay to acknowledge the present and acknowledge that Joel Embiid is tremendously talented, which he Not is. Not denying that. With, without that. entirely, you know, brushing him off as someone not, who not brushing him off either. Yeah, but see, okay. Birth fans tend to do this. Is there anyone? The only, the only, only person I've ever heard them not get offended about in the parallel to one of the guys is Giannis. Honest to God, every single player that from the present day that gets parallel to someone from the past is just raked over the coals because, oh, God forbid, we're somewhere remotely close to, you know, holier than thou. It, it doesn't matter. Like, how many times do we go over the hard and Ginobili thing? Right, yeah. Remember? Like, God. I remember man, that, yeah. Someone, yeah, someone said Harden is close to Ginobili. Harden, a, Harden a, a MVP, annual, annual uh, you know, Top sure. 15 All-NBA player in the league. We're saying he's close to, to Ginobili. I mean, come on. Come on. And we're talking about Embiid right now, who is very much a front-runner to win the MVP award, or, or close to mm-hmm. him 1-1-A with Jokic. But, but I will say this. I think you, the argument is very much unfair because while I think a, there, I think a skill set that Embiid has is that he's a little bit more finesse than Robinson was. I don't think Robinson can have the shot that he did. I don't think Robinson had the playmaking that he did. You know, mind you, you saw more of that prime than I did. But but at the same time, Robinson didn't have those opportunities. A different time frame. I mean, you look at the way he plays and the immediate parallel Robinson to Robinson, in my mind, present day is Giannis. I think it is. I think Embiid is more of a mm-hmm. finesse player. Robinson got by with, I say got by very loosely, but I guess got by with his athleticism being the freak that he, he is. Mm-hmm. And not a degree, honestly, to this degree today. I mean, he's very, you see him at the games, he's tremendously in shape. <laughs> yeah, even to this day, yeah. For his even age, to this yeah. Day, I mean, pushing, well, he's probably pushing 60 years old. You're right. But I, I think to write this off as something as, as, as a horror, so to speak, is silly. Because there are things that Embiid can do that Robinson can't or didn't show. And there are things that Robinson had that Embiid had, or that I should, should say did not have. So to say that it's something horrific, I think, is tremendously off base. Very Talk to me so. when 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 Embiid hits seventy or more points in a game like Robinson did. Talk to didn't me when Embiid he dropped have four. like didn't Embiid have fifty nine fifty nine yeah he had what, like 59, 13, and eight that one game close Come but on, not good man. enough. Anyway, talk to me when Come he has on, a quad man. dub and that talk game that Robinson a quad put up, and that game, hold on a that quad game that double put up to win the, set the to rarity in the NBA. Oh, I mean, the game that Robinson had to put up 70 wasn't the last game of the year, and they just kept feeding him the ball anyways to win the scoring title? Yeah, well, they could do, hey, his Sixers team can do that for him. They can keep up oh, feeding him the ball anytime he wants. They don't have okay. to wait for a specific game. 
So you want to okay. do it tomorrow? So you can do it tomorrow. You do it today. You can do it today. Whenever the next gonna, game is gonna, on the schedule. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna flex this this seventy point number, even though. But if we're, ta- if we're a- talking about offensive game, then offensively, Robinson did that. It's on the table. So why? Okay, so now are we using an isolated isolated stat line to prove an argument that it was no? We're using we're, we're using an an example of how offensively Robinson may have an edge over Embiid. Okay, so you tell me you t- if we're gonna flaunt that seventy point stat. Are you telling me Joel Embiid, if he got the shot volume that Robinson did that day, he couldn't score seventy points? He could, but I don't see how okay. it happened. It Thank hasn't you. happened. Has it happened? Thank you. But has it happened? Oh, they try to do it Lord. against the, when he dropped fifty nine points. Did it happen? No, got he close didn't. to that degree. He he to that he degree? he. And in today's era of the NBA, where everybody's dropping a hundred points a game, practice. I mean, I'm being stupid here, but. You know, people dropping fifty or more points nightly now, and he still, you know, he still has. And Embiid, Mister Offensive Guy, hasn't even gotten close to what Robinson did in a single game offensively. I, I, I just, it's just hard. It's a hard stretch, you know. And then, and, and you mentioned right now that you didn't see Robinson's prime, as I did. Yeah, Robinson's jumper was was reliable. You know, really reliable. He leaned on it a little bit too much, in my opinion, but. He that he had a great mid range game. Now the three line, I think that's where Robinson suffers. Robinson I think, shot career twenty five percent from the three line, but again, different errors, and that's what makes this difficult because the era of the big man Robinson was in, bigs weren't expected to be going out to the three line. They were screamed at by coaches, Larry Brown, your John Nelsons. You know, you're a guy, you and get back in the paint, get back. What are you doing for out there? You're opening up the paint for these guards. Get back right. in there. Um, so, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's what makes this argument a little bit, in the, you know, kind of hard to do, regardless if you're Ewing or Robinson or Embiid fan, just if you're just a generic NBA fan, you're like, yeah, different yeah. times, just different times. The defenses were way different. Well, another, NBA I just st- don't think. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. But 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 do you think do you agree with Simmons saying that he's a better offensive player than your guy Ewing? I think honestly, I think the parallel, I think the parallel, the conversation should be Embiid and Ewing, and Robinson and Giannis. I feel like those two, those two guys, or I guess technically four should be compared in that sense but to answer your question probably only because you don't it i don't see how you can make the argument for one of those guys with the past playmaking abilities and use that as like a hypothetical you know what i mean it's like well he mm-hmm. didn't have the op- the chance to do it well okay one well, b didn't he's shown that he could do it so hypothetical that robinson could do it that patrick ewing could do it but we don't know that they might have had that chance and it it just, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's in my mind, it's tough to present that as an arc, the hypothetical as an argument, as Mm -hmm. something like a real concrete sticking point to, and it goes back to that same thing with the Harden Ginobili part, you know, where people always say, Oh, if Manu had that volume all the time, you know, he would produce those Harden numbers. Maybe, but do we know that for a fact? No, we don't. But we know yeah, for we a don't. fact, just like, yeah, like we know for a fact, just like Embiid is a, you know, a, a 
tremendous playmaker for his job. That Harden present was a tremendous playmaker in his prime for the job too. But to answer your question, yeah, probably Embiid, probably more physically, gift, not physically gifted, but right. talented, has presented more than Patrick Ewing did. Yes. Robinson won a scoring title. He has that in 90, what, the 94 right. or 95 season. I believe Robinson averaged a career, or not career, I'm sorry, a season high of 29-ish, a little over 29 points per game. Embiid hasn't done that yet. And that's the other thing, too. We keep on saying yet. Because Robinson had 10-plus years in the league. Embiid is – see, he's weird with Embiid because he – what? how many years did he miss? Two years? Two, three years? Two. Missed two? He missed two years. So this is – he's just – would you say he's just entering his prime or he's in his prime? I'd say he's probably in his prime, right? He's in his prime, yeah. Yeah. Right? I'd probably so, say more so in his prime. So we'll get well, you know, that's, and then that's my point. We have to wait and wait it out. I think this is one of the things you wait it out because we have a full body of work for Robinson. We don't have we have a good chunk of a body of work of Embiid, but we don't know yet. You know, maybe two three years from now he hits the seventy five. Okay, now he did seventy five points a game, beat Robinson, or he has a scoring title like Robinson. But yeah, this is just really difficult to do this right now and then the eras and then the age right now it's the age of switchable players back then it was right. still very traditional it was robinson you are a five avery johnson you are a one sean elliott you are a three you know it's very like that now it's hey sohan you want to play a four the one the two the three i mean pick it pick your way and then that's just the way it is but yeah right uh we'll wrap up this conversation when we get back uh we're joined by casey vieira my colleague at Ken's Five San Antonio, he's on the TV side of things. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. But before we continue our chat, I want to talk to you about Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Really get you out about our new partner for today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM, managing your own basketball franchise? Well, your dream can come true. This game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You are responsible for hiring the right coaches, assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and the ups and downs of the season. It's a challenging and realistic game. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free, playable, offline, play on the go, play as many as you want, when you want, whenever you want. Hey, look, I like it. The guys at the Lockdown NBA Network are already uh, talking some smack about their teams. Really fun and enjoyable. Locked On Spurs listeners get themselves a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. Just make sure you go and check it out right now. Download the game, visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. We're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Casey Vieira. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Let him know that he's completely wrong. Embiid is nowhere <laughs> close to Robinson offensively. But Casey, kidding aside, defensively, I don't think Embiid can hold a candle to Robinson, though. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that argument. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't have a like to stand on with that one. You know, as you 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 grew up a Knicks fan, I obviously grew up a Spurs fan. You know, interesting. Simmons on his podcast said that 
he ain't even close to putting Embiid near Dream's level offensively yet. You remember Dream? My goodness. Oh well, I Jesus. mean, I mean, who? Jesus. I don't think. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think that's a a criticism of him. Embiid. I mean. Oh no, not at all. I mean, that's yeah. That's freaking I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. One. yeah. I don't really okay. Well, pro- project this out. So we have Robinson's full body of work, and keep in mind the era and the time that he was played in. I mean, then like you mentioned, that was the era of traditional basketball, four or fives, ones, and all that good stuff. You know, and Embiid. Do you think Embiid has a chance to perhaps where people can like truly say there is no debate? Yeah, Embiid has surpassed Robinson offensively. Well, I mean, I think it's a debate. My argument. Like what? What you're at? You're asking. What? What are you asking? Like, can you project it out? Can you see Embiid involving offensively to be like, you know what? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Robinson. You know, it, it was good. It was fun while it lasted, but Embiid has you now. Like, in other words, the debate is removed. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely, definitely. Because I don't think the gap is as far away as you do. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the gap is as far away as you do. So absolutely, if I think it's close now. I yeah, I definitely and I I think Embiid is still very much in his prime slash. Only getting bet like I I I think, you know, relatively speaking, because Embiid's gonna have a day where you know he, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he's past his prime, but I think at the immediacy, I think his game is only gonna get better if not stay mm-hmm. the same. And even if it does that, I mean. I don't see how a sustained period of time one could kind of write off that he would surpass Robinson mm-hmm. where it's like non-debatable. Right. Yeah. Well, I it's a fun it. debate. Yeah. It's a fun debate. Spurs fans are just uh, vehemently saying, hell no, you're out of your mind. If you think Embiid is better offensively than the Admiral, but it's definitely stop. something to watch. Something to watch. They gotta stop being so sensitive. It's okay for players of the present to be better. Like, it's all right. If a guy from the present is doing a is surpassing a guy of the past on the Spurs, it's not really an indictment on the Spurs guy. Like, right. that's more so. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you can you can do both. It's not a. It's not. It's you're not by saying by saying. Joel Embiid is a better offensive player than James Harden is, or James Harden than uh, than David Robinson. Yeah, than David Robinson. It's not saying, "Oh, Monty was trash." That's not what it's saying at all. (laughs) Yeah, and and on the other side of the spectrum, I don't see how how one could play the you know you know stand so hard on that ground when you have guys who are generational talents mm-hmm. in them, their own rights in Harden and Embiid, you know? It's like, okay, yeah. so which generational talent surpasses the other? No, they're all generational. Unless it's like Michael Jordan and LeBron, no generational yeah. talent is going to surpass the other. Let me, let me, let me ask opinion. you, flip it, yeah. flip it, flip okay. it. I think we okay. know Rob, definitely Robinson at his peak and his athleticism, what truly thrive in today's NBA. I mean, my goodness, he is built for today's NBA. Yeah. You think Embiid could survive in Robinson's era of the of the bigs, the the, the dreams, the Robinsons, the Ewings, the I morning. Think so. oh, you think he could? 
I think so. Yeah, I think I there's think a so, select yeah. few. I think there's a yeah. select few that can get by mm-hmm. at that at that size. You need both power. You need both finesse. I mean, power yeah. was a requisite part of it, but to really stand out to take yourself to the next level, you had to have that finesse, like Robinson. Relatively speaking, like Elijah Wan, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be could. I think he's yeah. part of a select few. You know, LeBron. Yeah. Mainly because they're just sheer, you know, a guy. I would say Durant mainly because there's nothing like Durant back then that sure. would even come close to, you know, stopping a Durant. Uh, if, yeah, if, but... if 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 he was able to be on the court and have a injury free season, what do you think about a guy like Zion? Could he have survived in in Robinson's day? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so I too. Think, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Barkley. Like... I mean, Barkley's the example right there. Right, and he's probably, yeah. you know, you got a better look at it than I did, but he's probably more physically gifted than than Barkley was. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Physically, We're talking yeah. with, yeah, yeah, I hear you, yeah. But it's definitely a great debate. Again, uh, you know, and it, it came at a good time too. The season winding down already. Spurs fans, I think collectively, Casey are really yeah. checked out of the season. I think they're everybody's checked out. Um, yeah, we don't have Brent for- Ford. Yeah, we don't have Brent Ford's lunch spot to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Anymore. So uh, we had a nice, fun debate uh, recently <clears> right <throat> here on with the Spurs fans and, of course, um, Locked On Spurs. When we get back, we're going to dive into the worst-case scenario. What is the one thing that Spurs fans were saying should not happen? Well, it could possibly happen. That is the Spurs winning to close out the season right here on Locked On Spurs. But first, I definitely want to talk to you about Built Bar. Hey, it's the Built March Madness Bracket, it is here. If you have your favorite bar or puff and now's your time to make it count, well, you want to go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. Look, I'll be definitely voting for the Churro Puff. I mean, there's very, very good. I like it. I still have a box of it waiting for me in my uh, kitchen. So if you want uh, your team to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entering into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You don't even think they're good for you. What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well. High in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. So you want to go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can even vote every day in March. So hop on in and support your pick. And I also want to talk to you about FanDuel. Look, it's way past the NBA uh, midpoint season, but hey, it's here. And But it's still the good time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download FanDuel Sportsbook app right now. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three strains. You can even make up your favorite bets. Uh, so, for example, in the NBA, you can do one called the two times three. Two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. FanDuel even lets you combo your bets for a chance at a bigger payout 
with same game parlay. So don't miss out your chance to get yourself a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And let's go ahead and bring on back Casey Vieira. Casey, the worst could happen. And it's shaping up for that to happen. Now, I don't know what the outcome is versus the Mavericks last night. But as mentioned, Luca didn't play. I think Casey told me a Hardaway Jr. wasn't going to play either. And Kyrie was iffy. So we'll lean to them uh, not playing Kyrie. But if the Spurs did win last night, that's 19 wins, Casey. Yikes. They cannot <laughs> fall out of the top three worst teams. And that scenario could possibly happen, Casey. Your thoughts? I mean, I don't really know what more to add. <laughs> like, and I, it, you can it, add this. This is like the worst. This is this is the worst scenario for the for a bad season. This is it right here. Listen, uh, we're what two weeks away, remo- uh, two weeks removed from them losing, like a month's worth straight. You know, like I'm not. I don't. I don't anticipate this turning into a a ten and five stretch in the last fifteen games. I think the law of average is going to even out. But yeah, are you a little bit more concerned now from the standpoint that okay, well, the Lamelo Ball thing really, really yeah. screwed up the first chance. It did. That's that. That, I think, is what raises the red flag a little bit more or is a little bit more cautionary for you. I think it's not as much the Spurs being bad, because I think, I don't think they're, they're certainly not good, but I think it's more so the thing you worry about is the fact that, well, is Charlotte worse than you right now? Now that LaMelo's out? And the answer is, yeah, probably. Probably they are. And you don't want that to happen. And you don't want, right. And you don't want that to happen. So it's not, and again, I say this, the the term very loosely, it's not to the fault of their own, not being able to, you know, lose games and do this the wrong way. It's just the extenuating circumstances outside of it. Like, all right, well, (laughs) <laughs> like, like this, this, this all star is out for the season for for a team that's that's worse than ours. Now, what do we yeah. do? Well, exactly. Just kind of, well, right, we just got to ride it out, guys. We're we up for the long call. Again, keep in mind, everybody, we're recording this before the Dallas game. But as of this recording, Charlotte has lost three in a row. They're coming for that top three spot. They want that fourteen percent. And according to Tankathon, uh, if you fall out of the top three uh, percentage, obviously everybody knows about the 14% by now for the top three uh, team, worst teams in the draft, it drops down to 12.5. Okay, fine. Not a significant drop, but a drop nonetheless. And I would definitely want to take those extra percentage uh, points, if you will, for a chance to scoop up a Scoot or a Wimby or or Miller or whoever is going to be a projected top three. Definitely for Wimby. Spurs have the beat uh, or the magic. So there's that. So as of right now, 
uh, the draft simulator on Tankathon has Detroit landing with the number one pick, followed by Houston and then San Antonio, but Charlotte's right behind them. So there it is. And you well, let's look ahead of the schedule, Casey. So again, we're not going to include the Dallas game last night. So we'll just ignore that. So tomorrow they got the Grizz without John Moran. We'll just go over the next uh, four or here or four or five. So we got Grizzlies next. No John Morant as of now. And then you got the DeJounte Murray game in San Antonio. Atlanta comes into San Antonio. Then the Pelicans. And then the Bucks. And then the Wizards. Those are your next five. How do you see those going down? Uh, uh, repeat. So you got Grizzlies. Go just go on one, yeah. one by one. Uh, yeah. Grizzlies are next. In San Antonio. Part of that six-game homestand. Grizzlies are vulnerable right now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. They're vulnerable, but Grizzlies. Okay, fine. Yay, that's what I want to hear. Then you got the DeJounte <laughs> Murray revenge game. Uh, Spurs host the Hawks after the Grizzlies. How do you see that going down? Game worries I can, I can see. I can see the Spurs getting the W there. I know. I think it's going to be a little bit of a, I think it's going to be a little bit of a juicy atmosphere too. Yep. Yeah, this, the, that, that young team's going to want to show up uh, DeJounte the after what he's like, been doing. Man, I mean, this is, this, is not, this is not the platform to talk about the Hawks, but, like, gosh, they, they butchered no. this DeJounte thing, man. They butchered, well, like, because yeah. Yeah, they are just caught in first-round purgatory now. Exactly what the Spurs with, don't with, want to do, become, to right. be that team, yeah. I know, right. Well, that's what the Spurs were for the longest time, ironically enough, with DeJounte. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, Hawks. I'm going to go with the Hawks getting that one, though. Yeah. Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next after the Hawks is Spurs Pelicans in New Orleans. Oh, uh, I can see the Spurs winning this. Me too. Yeah, I guess the Spurs winning that one. Yeah, I can see the Spurs. You know, I'm give me the Spurs. Okay, then they go to Milwaukee. Spurs L. Yeah, that's easy. That, that should yeah, be an L. Yeah, yeah that should yeah, be an L. Yeah. Now comes an interesting one. If we're just taking a look they at the next beat five here, though, I know only like seven guys for the Bucks played. But oh yeah, remember the, remember that moment in time, Casey? Uh, you know, championship parade was coming. Going to Spurs fans, right? They were five and two, and they went to Milwaukee right. and beat them. Uh, and, and then we'll wrap up this little segment of games with Spurs at Wizards. Oh, I can see the Spurs winning that one. Yes. But the Wizards, the Wizards are, they do have something to play for. They are trying to, you know, be competitive in that that race for mm-hmm. the play. And I think they came into, as of this recording, I believe they came in as the uh, 10 seed in the play-in. Give me Washington. Okay. Uh, I'll take San Antonio on that one. Here's the thing, too. The the, the wrench in all this is going to be if, if those mysterious injury reports pop up. Remember how yeah, everybody right. was 100% healthy. Everybody was cheering for that. Yay, we finally get to see a Spurs peak power versus Denver. And lo and behold, they beat the mighty Nuggets. So now my thoughts like, oh, no, 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 no. Not now, San Antonio. <laughs> and then ahead of that game versus uh, was it uh, Oklahoma City? Uh, 
all of a sudden, oh, Sohan's out. Oh, Keldon's out. Oh, Trey Jones can't hurt play anymore. It's like, yes, I like that. And then you know, the problem, you know what the problem here is, man. It's like all these guys, I say this relatively speaking, are like kind of starting to figure this out a little bit. They are. That that's the issue. It's <laughs> it's it's all these guys who aren't are you're anticipating them as rookies being wet behind the ears, which which they are to a a pretty big degree, but they also look really a lot more confident in what they're mm-hmm. doing. Uh, that's like, I mean, that's Sohan, especially him. Oh, Sohan, Sohan. yeah. I mean, Sohan's yes. looking like a three-year veteran already. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm still tabling a, a separate uh, Lockdown Spurs to discuss Keldon Johnson. I think he needs a deep dive for him. Oh, yeah. He needs him. Yeah, I mean, I've been a little, little, little disappointed in him this year. but Yeah, uh, it's a conversation that we're having. Yeah, well, we're, we'll That's we'll definitely say that. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that for a later time. But yeah, it, it, you know, you put it this way, you, you know, the Spurs could reach that twenty twenty one win mark soon. They could. I don't see them. Honest, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about them falling out the top four. If I'm being honest, so you got them They're in top four now. Top, the excuse me, top three. Okay. I'm not. I, I'm a little worried just because of Charlotte. Charlotte threw everything off. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's it's like they're they're not they're not good. <laughs> it's it's. I feel like Charlotte. I feel like Charlotte has to be, which they could be, which they could be, like egregiously bad, like three and fifteen mm-hmm. the rest of the way. But even if they go three and fifteen, I don't feel overly confident that the Spurs would go whatever it is six and ten to make up the difference. I mean, might get a little bit close for comfort. Yeah, probably. Probably there's going to be a time here in the coming weeks where we're like, okay, you know, like this yeah, is yeah. it. I don't think I I don't think this is the nuclear winner though. Like I don't think this is. I still have I still have the belief that the Spurs are in a good spot to lose these games mm-hmm. and hey you know you don't know what happens i mean we saw the rockets the other day beat boston so maybe mm-hmm. the rockets start to figure out something in their own right, right. Only th- i know Barry smith the other day played the best game of his of his career so far and mm-hmm. depending on what side of the bed jalen green wakes up i mean he's legit good thing spurs also have going for him too is that they do not they the they lose the tiebreaker with both Charlotte and Houston. Oh, well, there you go. All right. I like that. So that's essentially if they tie. Yeah. If mm-hmm. they tie with Charlotte, that's essentially another game that the Spurs have on. Big game. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Forgot yeah, about those so tiebreakers too. Yeah. So, so they do, they, they do actually like essentially have an extra game for that front. If you need yeah. a, a mild exhale. Right. Right, right, but, yeah. Whew. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to get too close for comfort. I think it's going to come down to me. Hopefully it doesn't, but maybe the last week, week and a half. Then we'll really see Tankathon really kick in. Really, the Tank Bowl game's coming <laughs> out. No, the, Casey, you might get a call-up from the Spurs to play uh, the last few games. I know, right? You might. Hey, what? we need a backup. We need a backup big five to take on Giannis. Call this guy Casey Vieira out in San Antonio. He can help. Right. 
it's Seriously, man, right you ain't kidding. By the way, got to shout out Charles Bassey, man. I know last night I yes. was recording. They uh, said he might have cracked his patella. Dang. Hopefully by the time this is, you know, hopefully by the time they release the, uh, or this yeah. releases, they will release the injury report for the better. Yeah. But man, that sucks, doesn't it? That does. It does. He, he was that bouncy big the Spurs had been looking for for a while. He could have, it looks like he was shaping up to be that guy, that athletic big that just leaps out of the gym. But man, and I'm just glad, get, honestly, I'm glad yeah. he signed his extension. So he's at least uh-huh. got some money, you know? Yeah, he got that. Yeah. And yeah, let's make it clear as of this recording, we don't know the IR, but uh, post game versus the Magic, Popovich said that he thinks that Bassey cracked his patella. So, but hey, you know what? Stay tuned to next week to Lockdown Spurs because we're going to have Dr. Ryan McCorkle. I'm going to ask him about that. If once, well, by now, by then, we should have the IR and know what's going on with Bassey. But yeah, uh, bad, bad break for uh, Bassey. But hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Um, how much do you want to go at Casey Vieira? Let him know that he's completely wrong about Embiid versus Robinson offensively. You can let him know on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Casey, what's going on, on the Ken's Five TV side of things on the sports desk? Oh, what is going on? Let me think. What is going Brahma's on? Brahma's losing. Over... What was that? The Brahma's losing. And that's another thing. Dude, Brahma's got screwed. The Brahma's got screwed here because. They had that first week where they sold out. Mm-hmm. They were doing very, very well. Right. And they go on the road for three games. Mm. And they lose all that, all, they get put right on the back burner, and they lose all that juice that they had that first week, presumably. Right. And so they get put back. They're back in town. And now they play a Saturday night game. Thankfully, it was moved to Saturday night. Now that thankfully it was moved to Saturday night. It was that doesn't Sunday make sense night. though. I know. Well, it was Sunday night, but they moved it to Saturday because uh-huh. if it was Sunday night, it's like no one's going to go to that game. Yeah, no one's going to go. Least, yeah. yeah, at least Saturday you have these people, you know, the season ticket holders who got in, like, all right, they're back. But next week, they're right back on the road in Arlington. Do they even play in San Antonio? I mean, do they? They play <laughs> in the, the right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they got they got the short end of the deal with the scheduling thing, mm-hmm. but to many respect, I mean, this is a good bar that is set or relative. I, I I guess the bar is a good term right. to use. The bar has been set as to how much the fans really care, mm-hmm. and if the yeah. fans really care, they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they don't, well, then. They don't. Then they'll buy again. Lose yeah. another team. Yeah. yeah. And the Rock announced the uh, the the Rock announced that the the title game is going to be in San Antonio. I remember that correctly. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. But uh, you know, you got Brahmas. I know you got what the NFL offseason just heating up. Let me guess. Cowboys didn't do anything, right? No free agency signings. Uh, well, as of this recording, they just got Stephon Gilmore from the Colts. What? Yeah. They made a move? Jerry yeah. made a move? They did that. something. Yeah. Craziness. How about it? There we go. Well, more reason why everybody should tune in to Ken's 5 TV. Uh, Casey Vieira is there on the weekends talking all things sports from your Spurs, NBA, Brahmas, and much, much more. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. 
Uh, second, listen, check out Locked On Game to Game NBA. All results, all stats, all box scores, everything you need to know about the NBA. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Game to Game. Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts, just like Locked On Spurs. Even on the Ken's 5 Plus app. How about that? You locked on Spurs there. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting the lock on this. Okay. 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 Okay.